I've been welcome back, uh, Threads and Dreads podcast. We're talking about some shit, but I'm on the page of basically a lot of jobs you don't gotta go to college for. Yeah, yeah, like true. Even like recording shit, fucking coding shit. Kids these days are hot on it. Like it's so. They're so deep that a college degree is almost like, yo, I'll just get a bunch of certificates online and like pass through this because you're not going to waste your time if you can make good money doing something you've done since you're like 12. Yeah. Or I mean, people in sales, like, yeah, it helps if you have a degree, you want to work with a big company, but sometimes you don't. A hundred percent. Like, dude, having an MBA isn't the number one thing that makes you a good salesman. Right. Like there are people in sales who possibly know like barely any high school. You know what I mean? Like it is just like, how can, how have you learned to talk to people over time? Yeah. People have been getting by on the hustle for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it is like, but it's, Knowing how to talk to different human beings right. and going like some dudes like, yo, I sold lead for like five years and then they're just like, I've learned to talk to a million people. Yeah. Then, I mean, those skills, you can't learn that, man. No, it's not. That's not college taught, dude. That's not a degree at Kent. No, it's not. There's no. No, it's called communications. <laughs> yeah, I took communications class. It's basically just watching movies and then taking a class where they're like, this is how you uh, write a resume. And at the end of it, you kind of realize it's a lot of negatives to this resume. Like, mm-hmm. I did it. Sucked. Yeah. Um, but how have you been, man? I'm good. Just uh, had a busy week at work and... Ready for another one? I love that we good? started this episode by just watching some Coach Prime, though. We did. So why don't you why don't you fill in the listeners on what we I mean, what we dude, just experienced? We just went to church, man. Deion <laughs> Sanders is the goat. It is someone like loose phrasing of who the goat is because everyone's like, oh, they're the goat. This is the goat. LeBron. It's been overused. It way overused thing. I called Dion the GOAT because of that first Colorado clip that you and me were just watching where he's like, still got to do a bowl game with Jackson State, but gets announced as the Colorado head coach and goes in the locker room and is just like, hit the mantra of the whole thing is, I'm coming. You know, He's like, I... If you think you're good, if you think you matter right now, buckle up. It's motivating for that. You know, it's it's competitive. You know, college football is incredibly competitive. You want someone that's you know pushing you forward like that. Oh, for sure. And but it's weird because I don't care about college football that much. Right. I but agree. I love like De- the way Deion Sanders talks and the way he fucking verbalizes ideas to be a better person like his shit is talking to an offensive line and you're like dude this 
kind of relates to all of us. Well, it's just this confidence that he has. It's it, yeah. pragmatic, man. Like he had, there, every single word he says has so much confidence behind it. It's it, it's it, impressive. He's like a almost like a Svengali, you know. It's insane. I mean, if you aren't watching Coach Prime videos, you're not waking up right. Coach Prime, let's um, go. But dude, we haven't been together since I seen the new TMNT. Yeah, how was it? How was the Ninja Turtles? Uh. First of all, let's just say it's great. I think we said it last week. It's great. The franchise is still rocking, man. Dude, it is a full good rocking video. Yeah. Like, all the characters in it, it works out so well as that 90-minute animated film that fucking has a bunch of people in it that you kind of get hits of, like, Oh, this is Mondo Gecko. Oh, this is Ray Filet. Oh, this is like these people. Jackie Chan kills it as Splinter. Yeah, I saw his name and I'm like, I'm like oh, I wonder who he's playing. Oh, because it, it was kind of buried under. Crushes it as yeah. Splinter. It's great to have the turtles are voiced by actual like teenagers. Oh, like, cool. I think it's like 12, 13 year olds. And it rips really well. Like, you get the animation style is kind of rough, but it reminds you of, like, a kid's drawing. Yeah. Like, like things a aren't drawing. like, yeah, yeah, like very notebook drawing. Similar to Spider Verse, but more rough. Oh, more rough. More rough than Spider Verse. Some people were kind of hating on it when they saw the trailer at first. They were really turned off by it. I, which I can get. But from what I've heard, the idea was that the Turtles are these teenage kids who want to be a part of society. They want to go to high school. They want to be like regular teenagers. Yeah. And the art style of it is supposed to emulate a teenager style drawing of like in your notebook kid who's really good at drawing shit okay like kind of like the circles are never like fully perfect yeah. you get like and i i thought it was great i mean dude we rocked in there i give tim the biggest credit because this movie started at 1 30 yeah. did you bring the baby too or no we no it wasn't uh logan was not there dude okay. it was just me just Peyton. Peyton, tim and he's like, all right, movie's at one thirty. We got to be in there by one fifty. I was like, yo, this is nuts. Because I'm like, dude, I'm the kind of guy who's doing a quiz with Maria Menounos. Who's <laughs> like, they're like, what movie starring George Clooney took him to outer space? I'm like, Interstellar. It's an Interstellar. Fuck you. But... We Which is it. wrong, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's on air, so. Um, but we get into the movie, and it's like, last trailer is literally just finishing up. And he was like, dude, I never thought of this. Where he's like, any amount of time sitting through a trailer with like a three-year-old is... It, that's cutting into the movie time. Yeah. Like, I will say probably maybe 15 minutes left 
into Ninja Turtles, little dude was like squeaming around. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I get it. But he made it through. Yeah. And that's the big He's three? He's three. So, like, making it through a full movie, if you had to do trailers, (laughs) racked. Yeah, that's a lot. You probably, that's where you're all these. Because there are a couple kids that, you see them running around. Mom just scoops them up. They're gone. They're never coming back. Yeah. They're going to hell. It's a wrap. What um? What have you been up to, though, dude? Nothing, really. Um, I haven't really checked out anything new. Um, did we talk about... I think we talked about how bad the Secret Invasion wrap-up was. Not good, not good. Oh, Secret Invasion. Kind of... It's a real wreck. I think that Marvel is going to have to reanalyze what is going on with the shows, the movies, yeah. what they should spend money on because, I mean, Secret Invasion shows that you needed heroes. You need, like, the story's so big that, all right, even Civil War, you made it smaller, but it's not like... You made Secret Invasion essentially nothing. Right. You know, what, you know what I mean? Like, Civil War and Secret Invasion are like equal par Marvel comic stories. Like, to just belittle one to be this Nick Fury centric story. And I get that you want to use Samuel L. Jackson. I love him. But it's like, you need heroes. You need some one. Rhodey doesn't count to be a scroll. That's not like people have thought that forever. It's <coughs> Gazuntai. It's there's no one in that show that is revealed to be a scroll that you go, oh my god. Yeah. It's, it's like everyone's just oh okay, oh cool. It's not like. You need the heroes. You need that should have been a movie. Mm-hmm. That should have been your Captain America for. Well, my thing was, I mean, yeah, like that's all true, but it was it was actually a pretty decent start, and it just really fizzled out. It will because you know? we. I think like, we I think all, I liked I think I liked She Hulk better than fucking. I agree. I think up. especially it, the finale. The finale it, of She Hulk was actually kind of funny. I think that fucking Secret Invasion was trying to live off the glory of what a uh, Winter Soldier was yeah. and be like the spy thriller. And it just falls flat on it where like all the espionage is just so foreshadowed. And well, yeah, I know So like I see this coming or it's like right there on the forefront. There's no like what's going to happen. Dude, I think... My, my honest opinion, I think some of these uh, writers were knocking off a couple months before the, the the protests even started happening. The strike yeah, started. Yeah, they were like, dude, we're they're, they're like, yo, we're about to go on strike. We don't have to write any good shit like, this for at least over. a year. Now, that's why I'm very curious. And the, uh, I'm like kind of joking, kind of not. I really think some of these folks were just like not no, doing I'm, their best. Dude, your boy. S- someone was put in charge of Secret Invasion. They're like, eh, I'm going to like give this a shot. I... But- I'm not gonna put my heart. I soul said in. they're putting all their eggs with Loki too, man. It's gotta be good. It's gotta be Loki too. Loki two, I think, is gonna be good because I think Loki two has it's a special energy that like your 
Owen Wilson brings, that Tom Hiddleston brings, that they're doing the dude from fucking uh, Indiana Jones and yeah, whatever. Like everything, everywhere, all at once. They're they're getting a good cast. It's that's their anchor show. Yeah, is Loki because it's the only thing that truly drives this Kang shit. Like, I know the new Ant-Man did it, and you're getting more Kang stuff, but this is the one that made it work. Yeah. Like, had Loki not worked, I wonder if we get the same Ant-Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where they're like, oh, that bomb. So we're in the timeline with this take relative to Ant-Man 3 when it comes to Kang. I think all of this, this is kind of different. I think all of Loki is outside the timeline. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. Like, like they, they, they tell you that from the first episode, basically. Well, it's just not a part of like because he's gonna... a he's a he's a variant. Yeah, he, he's, he's not a, supposed a, to exist. Not supposed to exist at all. Yes. So no, dude. Yeah, it's expectations are high. Like they have been for a lot of the last projects, mostly because everything's been falling flat. I had I still haven't seen Guardians three. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. Did you watch also it? Also, I haven't seen Guardians 3, dude. Yeah, it's on Disney. You know, I just have to watch it. <laughs> oh, it's on Disney Plus? Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. I feel like I was, I was like blaming, like, I can't watch it anywhere. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Um, I heard everyone, I haven't heard anything bad about it, which is great. That's the first Marvel movie in a while that everyone said that it was good. So that, that makes me very happy. No, I think it's going to be... I'm not heard anything bad about Guardians 3. And also, I feel like it's James Gunn being like, Here's my last one. Here's what you guys get. Yeah. This is the conclusion. You guys can use Guardians characters, but it's never going to be this like original trilogy. And I think he capped it off well, and I think he knows how to cap off a series that way and go, you can still do stuff. I'm leaving yeah. you a back door. But also, his characters are done. Is uh is James Gunn going to do another Suicide Squad? <clears throat> no, the um next James Gunn DC movie I believe is a new Superman movie where it is kind of Superman already existing. There's other heroes in it, but he's a hundred percent DC. I think the Suicide Squad movie. I don't think anything actually takes place anymore. In regard to uh, like previous films, like I don't think the new um, Suicide Squad matters. He is kind of alluding that like Flash remains, which I think would be the dumbest thing to keep in your arsenal. Of so like, it says that this this movie is not going to come out till twenty twenty five. Superman Legacy. Yeah. And they already casted a Superman. They've got Superman. They've got, like, characters. Yeah. It's not like... But that is the first James Gunn official... Because Blue Beetle's coming out. I bet there was going to be a really big panel about it at Comic-Con this year, but now that's, that just didn't happen. Well, they... No one was at Comic-Con. I know. It, let's talk about that. That was pretty pretty wild. But, I mean, but people still went, what? but like it it's, was literally, like, everything, you know, no panels, no nothing, like... It's probably, for a purist, the best thing ever. You know what I mean? Like, oh, not, I'm sure. Like, oh, if you're a purist, like, if, you're, if you really dress up, like, you cosplay, you fucking go bananas, 
like you love that it's just the real heads. Like people are like Warner Brothers and Disney won't be here. We don't get to hear about new shows. Like it eliminates a ton of press. Probably a bunch of just annoying people in yeah, general. Yeah, annoying <laughs> motherfuckers. Like, yo, I want to dress up like Goku, you fucking dumb idiot. And I want to run into someone who's dressed up as Sindel from fucking Mortal Kombat. And we fucked, dude. That's like the weird. Like, that was the, hotel's the purity. Not crowded. Yeah, like the hotel's not crowded. It's like we can all go have fucking pure nerd shit you guys want to have. That's the important part to me is like everyone used to go because it's like Marvel's going to be there and uh, they're going to like tell us who's going to be the new Miss Marvel. And it's like kind of cool to me that who cares? Like, let this be an actual comic event. People like comics. People care about that shit. Like, it doesn't need to be this big Hollywood fucking commotion i think it's great for people but i bet there's purists who go this kind of fucking sucks when these dudes are here there's a lot of really you know i didn't appreciate it until my more recent um dive back into comic books and stuff but there actually are a lot of pretty solid and successful modern day writers Mm -hmm. you got your like you know i've been reading a lot of tom king lately and you know like uh aaron mayhew and the guys that just they're writing these modern stories. Yeah, they're not like the big names from back in the day, like, you know, Denny O'Neill, but like they're writing really good stories that people care about and they keep buying more but of them. But there's always someone who's Jeff John be, Jeff Johns does yeah, a lot. Yeah, there's always Grant gonna Morrison. be people who All right, for the fucking like Like that's the panel Jack I want go to go to. It's like dude, your Tom King is gonna be in that caliber at a certain point. He's just alive. It's like some of these dudes, you see their writing, you see the work, and you're just, oh, sorry. You're just like, dude, this is phenomenal. The way that it is all wrapped together, where knowing that a lot of times an artist and a writer are just giving loose outlines, essentially, from one another... That you can go, holy shit, dude. This works so beautifully as if these two people had, as the brushstrokes were going down, the writer was writing lines. Yeah, like I would be much more interested in going to a panel at Comic-Con where it's like Rick Remender from Image Comics or something, and I can watch him talk about black science. Dude, I have... Because he's not an actor, you know? One of my best friends, I fucking... Gave him my uh, long Halloween, and I said... Oh, he was going to Comic-Con? No, he was, like, he... So this dude's got one of the, you know, cool apps where it's just essentially torrented a bunch of shit. And he's like, I can watch anything. And he was like, oh, I heard there's a bunch of good fucking, like, comic book shit. What's a good one I should watch? And... One of them that I said after like Flashpoint, some of the other big ones, I was like, Long Halloween's good, but you should just read the comic. And I gave him my comic, like my uh, paperback of it. And he watched it and was like, oh, yeah, it's like 
It's pretty good. It's like kind of a little mystery. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, it came out a couple years ago. But yeah, I was like, dude, let me know if you read like the actual book. And he was like, oh, dude, two weeks later, book so much better. The book's such a better fucking yeah. mystery than like all those, like the cartoons just condense it down so hard that you're like, this is like barely the story. Uh huh. Yeah, they um, they take liberties for sure. I liked I liked the cartoon. Was it it was a two part, wasn't it? I think it was a two part, but you also have a two part. To the actual story, which is like Dark Victory. Oh, after I never read on that. Halloween. Is that uh, the same guys? Same Tim, Tim Sale. Yep. Cool. Same boys. That's uh, awesome. Uh, Dark Victory. Mm-hmm. Oh, I read another one that came out. I think before Long Halloween. It's but it's like something Halloween. It's like first Halloween or something. I mean, I'm sure there's like probably a prequel. Yeah, to it's the actually whole thing. It's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know which came first, but it's pretty good actually. I think it did. I think it is a prequel though. Um. You know what I started rewatching though that I think gets credit and has a huge fan base, but we've always kind of glossed over it. Dude, I'm telling you, you gotta check out Arrow. Oh, Arrow. Okay, yeah. Like I was on Netflix, just needed something to fall asleep to. I've seen the show many a times and was just like, we pop it back on, and. Little melodramatic, right? Like, which is fine when you're looking at it comic book wise. Uh-huh. Like, if you look at it as almost like panels, you're like, "Oh, this makes way more sense." Right. This isn't, and they bring in a bunch of like villains, characters, like side people. It has. Two spinoffs, including The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. I mean... It's the Arrowverse. And it's kind of cool, dude. Um, it, it gets a lot... Netflix? Of, all of it's on Netflix. Nice. And you kind of get a cool reveal of a bunch of superheroes that you're like, this guy would never be on a show. But you're like, oh, dude, I can see like Sandman from JLA. That's cool. Like, it's just random guys. So you're like, hey, I know who that is. Yeah, it's like a quick little shout like out. Dr. You know? Psycho. Yeah. Like, you get all these random people that you're like, oh, I've read comics. I fucking know exactly who I know who, who these people is. are, yeah. And that that's the fun part of it. It is. What um what else has been new with you, though, dude? Nothing. I picked up, I did pick up a Tom King comic the other day. I haven't started it yet, though. I can't even remember what the fuck it's called. I just picked up like looked like his top ten. You're like, I need Tom King in my it's life. It's it's just good stuff. It's like and it's it, I like because it involves superheroes, but it's not like a superhero story. Oh, so it's like sense. a side. It's not through like a yeah. Because like the last one I read was that the uh, Rorschach one, but it's more of like a fucking like whodunit mystery kind of thing. Uh, and then even before the Strange Adventures one was pretty cool too with with um, Adam Strange. I'd love to read... Because they're all existing characters, but it has nothing to do with fighting crime. It has to do with something deeper going on in their lives, which I think is really cool. I'd love to read the uh, the Batman run of Tom King. Yeah, I almost grabbed it. They did have like this, the first volume of it. Um, I think it was like the first 12 issues, maybe, or seven. 
Um, I'll get. I'll get did. there. I'll get there. I think he did like. He wanted he about, to do a hundred issues. He, he did, I think he did like seventy five. Maybe he did. Well, yeah. At, he. I think he wanted to do a hundred. Yeah. And at like seventy five, they're like Tom. Like I imagine yeah. he's just like with a full beard and like pissing himself in an office, just being like. And then Batman, Mooberry, Catwoman, <laughs> and like Tom, take a break. You're good, dude. We got someone else on it. This story is gone too far. Dude, he used to work for like the FBI or the CIA or some shit. Yeah, he's like, I mean, but that's he I almost love, writes it from like a cop's perspective. Yeah, I love love Tom King. He would write, also, he'd write a good Green Lantern. Writing a hundred issues of Batman is insane. Well, that yeah, that shouldn't be done. You got to. Um, Pass the torch, as they say. Well, yeah, you just run out. Like I mean, the same thing happened with Chris Claremont. You know, he just went off the fucking rails. Oh, I mean, X Men's. Uh... I mean, it's it's already a convoluted st- story, and then like he just uh, you know gets gets into it. Are you? Oh, the book. The book that I got, by the way, is. Um... Hold on, sorry. Oh, I forgot he wrote this Riddler story too. I wanted to grab this, but it was a hardback. I didn't really want the hardback. Uh, it's you like the, it, it's a Riddler based uh, Batman sick. So war riddles and jokes. <laughs> Where the fuck is this book? It's showing. It's literally showing me every one of his books except the one that I bought. Um, oh well, it must not be that good then. Even though it was like ranked top three on this like top ten that I had. Sheriff of Babylon. That was the one that takes place. I I read the first issue that takes place in the Iraqi War. Dude, I um similar to Coach Prime videos. A thing that's been popping up for me a lot, just on my YouTube shorts. Mr. Miracle, that's what it's called, sorry. Oh, the Mr. Miracle book. Yeah, Mr. Miracle. Love. Existential adventure about the war between good and evil, life and anti-life. Yeah, dude. He also wrote a vision book. Yeah. And I think they took a lot of that and put it into WandaVision. Those dudes... Lo- like, like, did you notice? I don't know if you're familiar. It's like he like lives in like the suburbs yeah. of DC. It yeah. is very like super similar, but those are people like Tom King, Frank Miller, who do these books that are almost one-offs. That's like this story could get used as a show anytime. Yeah. Dude, you should read the Strange Adventures. I told you, like, Miss um, uh, Mister Terrific's in it. Like, it's a fucking great book. I think you would really enjoy it. I will. Um, what was I going to say? I'm sorry. I did, I did kind of oh, sidecar no, you. Were, um, I was saying how he wrote a Riddler book, and then I was. No, dude. The, first off, I think Riddler is classed up. I, that's, I think I dislike the Riddler in the new Batman movie because I think the Riddler in comics has kind of bossed up above what that character is uh-huh. like a weirdo well that was just you know what's his face is uh interesting well, taking matt I, reeves like i get what it is but at a certain point you're also like dude the riddler is like cool it's not fucking like lame-o. i know man like my favorite r- version of the riddler is from the arkham games in arkham city dude like he's got his little suit on but it's like like he looks slick, but it also looks like he probably got it at the thrift. Like, and it's very yeah, mismatched. It's like, I it, love. Uh, I don't think it's as ridiculous as they want to make it seem in that movie. Where they're like, it's way more normal that he has a 
1942 Austrian war mask on. It's like, <laughs> shut up, dude. This dude looks like a fucking loser. That, that's what, it, no, the gimp mask that he wears? Yeah, dude. An the Austrian gimp mask war mask? Is what, is, what does that have to do with the Riddler? Hold on, guys. We're getting, uh. Does this work? I don't know. All right, we're we're back after a short break, short hiatus, phone call edition. Um, but no, it's like a lot of the characters that I feel like get brought up during that Arrow shit. I know this is like a totally different topic, okay. but I think it's sick that you get to see a lot of. People that you're never gonna see in movies, yeah, like and portrayed fairly accurately because it's on like a semi low budget. I think it's sick when you're like a big Green Lantern fan or a big Flash fan or a bit because they're pulling all these random like villains, and you're just like, Holy shit, dude, this is cool! This person exists, love it. Does Green Lantern ever show up in Arrow? Because, you know, they had a whole comic run back in the day. So, at the very end, you get uh, Diggle, who opens up a box that just has a green ring. And it's assumed he's going to be... He's Jon Stewart. Oh, okay. But, I mean, Big Bummer is... We're delayed on the actual Green Lantern show. Oh, that due to strike H- and everything. That sucks. Yeah, the HBO. It was supposed to be on HBO. HBO show. I mean, Green Lanterns as a cop show is what you want. Yeah, it would be. Oh, man, that's that sucks. It's delayed. But you know, we we stand with the, the protesters. Give them give them some money. Yeah, dude. Well, here's the thing. We talked about it last time. It's going to hurt some. It's going to be beneficial to others. But it's like, yo, figure, like, just release these numbers. And then yeah. I can get rid of a bunch of fucking streaming accounts. But it's like, that's what's going to hurt all these people. It's like, oh, did no one watch Twisted Metal's debut? <laughs> Is Peacock fucked? Yeah, like, I don't no know one- like anyone that pays for Peacock. I pay for Peacock, you and like it's it? like... What do you watch on there? I watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine only. I watch, like, one thing. Parks and Rec? No, I don't even watch Parks and Rec. It's like... You should watch Parks and Rec. I love Parks and Rec. I've seen it a million times, but yeah. it's like... A lot of the shit out there, I've seen a million times. Do they have, so, like, every SVU on there, too? Yeah, I mean, it's all... Anything what, that's been don't on... They, have, they don't have SNL, though. They have the new ones, maybe. Oh, really? But I think someone's like, "Oh, I can get like all the old SNLs," and like they, they're not on there. I don't. Think not so. even a- I don't think so. I you mean, find out. I would, dude. Let's fucking find out real. I quick. mean, I would just watch some like classic '90s SNLs, dude. Like primetime shit. Not, I wonder, not, not Coach Primetime. Yeah, not Coach Prime. Dude, shout out Blue Beetle though. Big ad. Only in theaters. Only in theaters. You're not gonna see it anywhere else. <laughs> they want to make that it's very clear. It's the George Lopez vehicle. <laughs> I forgot that he's in it. Oh, drive pass up. Some of those special effects look pretty cool. I don't think Blue Beetle looks that bad, but it also doesn't look very good. Yeah. 
They That's kind do, of the downside to it. All these, all these. Oh, what's that? Oh, is that Peacock City does have Asteroid City on it, though. That's dope. I might get a free trial because I didn't want to watch that. But I also heard Asteroid City. Not that good. All right, so if you go to Saturday Night Live, I don't think that they have. Oh, they do. Forty-eight seasons. They have every season. Yeah. I can I'm watch impressed. every season of Saturday Night Live. I stand corrected. There's That's no cool, way dude. There's no way it's all of them, though. They probably take off certain ones, like Sinead O'Connor or some shit. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, you did the Shia LaBeouf. 2008, line. dude. He was on top of the world. That was him in his prime. When's the Sinead O'Connor one? Do we know? That was in the 90s. I, they, I think the episode's up, but they take out. Jackie Chan. That's pretty dope. That's but, crazy these are all on here. All right, I might have to get Peacock. You know what? You sold me. I got you, dude. What year is this? Oh, wait. Hold on. Are these all just like... These are the best. This is like early 90s best shit. Ofs? They do have the best of. Oh, too. wait. No. Hold on. Okay, this makes sense. They're like still showing the people. Yeah. Okay. Just, it's just a picture. Yeah, it's like a photograph. Yeah, I mean, there's some classic Woody Harrelson. Oh, yeah, dude. I bet these are great. I would watch these. All right, well, it's happening. I'm going to get Dude, Peacock. Dude, it's happening. Get Peacock. It's worth it. I mean, this is just the... Damn, now that I know, I kind of want to watch Peacock more. And there are like some classic Farley episodes, you know? A couple like that. bangerangs, like, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> what is Saturn 3? That looks fucking sweet. Saturn 3. Some movie from the 90s, dude? A mad 80s. technocrat and his shiny robot terrorize a couple doing food research on Earth Outpost on Saturn's third moon. Harvey Keitel is in this. Like, Hell yeah, this. he is. This is fucking weird. Uh, this looks like a movie they'd make fun of on uh, Mystery Science Theater. It it feels mystery it might be. science. It, it might actually. You're like this actually could be. It, it, well, they, they have, I, dude, I was watching. So Mystery Science Theater is. They also have this thing called riff riff tracks. Okay. And they do kind of like more like modern movies sometimes, but they did this movie. It was fucking Sean Astin, and uh, what's his name, Bruce uh, from Evil Dead. Yeah. Bruce Campbell. So it's called Icebreaker. All right. Classic. Dude, so this is the premise. So Sean Astin is like a ski bum, ski patrol cat uh, up in Vermont in Killington. And uh, Bruce Campbell is this terrorist that comes to the resort <laughs> and has these crazy demands. Uh, I love about, uh, any ski-related movie. That involves terrorists. is so good. <laughs> it's just always like someone's going to take over their ski resort. Yeah. And it's just like... People that would have no, like, whether it's like the oil tycoon is taking over the ski resort, the international terrorist is taking over the ski resort. You're like, why would any of these people give a fuck about a ski resort? It was because it was like a, it's like a ransom thing, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's always like a in weird the makeup. He's, like, in, he's in like the lodge and he like kills uh, someone. Like, like Bruce Campbell just like shoots some person. It's like, now there's one less hostage, you know, like that kind of shit. It's like, now you live with me. Um, It was uh, hilarious. And then they riff over it, you know, like. Oh, yeah, of course. It's like, no one takes it seriously. They're like. But but what's crazy, that was um, that was Sean Astin's. You know, the last movie he did before Lord of the Rings. Like, that was the last movie he shot before. Like. Yeah, because he was a nobody. Yeah, he He was Rudy. Rudy. And then he just did anything. Anyone gave him, and then they're like, 
What about this movie, Lord of the Rings? You want to go to uh, New Zealand for uh, nine years? And he's like, I'll do it. Yeah. You want to literally become a hobbit for and a he, Dude, I bet the residuals still cake up. You, oh, dude. He's, on he's, Lord of the Rings. He's got the bag. That You're getting the bag, dude. Like, that shit gets played on TV all the time. Seriously. It's played constantly. It, are, are you it, a fan? I don't mind Lord of the Rings. I think it's okay. okay. I just like don't. It's a little boring. I might go watch it by myself. A buddy. I mean, just a internet. A buddy. Acquaintance. <laughs> a guy that you've seen on the internet. A guy I've seen on the internet. Uh, a dear friend. Posted. He got a. It's like police com- comics number one or something. First appearance of Plastic Man. And I think Plastic Man. Even as a kid, I was like, awesome character. As time's gone on in DC Comics, I mean, like, OP beyond belief character. Like, Plastic Man can't be destroyed. Yeah, that, and just he looks cool as shit. Yeah, he's the fucking G. It's like, if you could figure out, like, a Plastic Man movie would be the coolest movie if you could figure out good stretch technology. Like, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but like that was, like, a popular comic back in the day, but it just never really took off as far as, like, merchandising and TV shows and stuff, you know. Yeah, he just was, like, too hard to do. It's easy to do Batman. It's yeah, almost it's, easy. It's easy to draw these things. Well, it's again. easy to draw them. It's easy to do them as, like, live action where, like, that's the reason you have Batman fucking uh, Adam West shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, you get a little bit of uh, what's his name who did Superman. But who's Su- Zack Snyder? No. Oh, Richard um, Donner? Before that. Um, oh, the guy that played him. Yeah. Like, you had George, early Superman. George sh- Reeves. Yeah, George Reeves or whatever. You had, like, early Superman shit. But Batman translates so well because it's a regular person. It's yeah. like, hey, do a weird walk up the wall shit. Like, that's just turning a camera. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that to do Plastic Man is so far-fetched. And for him to be good the way he is in the comic is like, I need Avatar 4 out before I want plastic man because i want the cgi to be so fucking unreal and good that it works for a character who's so cool who owns plastic man now plastic man is through dc and i mean honestly in the way so you have james gunn is taking over dc we were talking about earlier there's superman legacy is the next thing you're going to get Matt Reeves Batmans that are Elseworld type shit. But we're also going to get a Batman All-Star, which is Batman with Robin as Damian Wayne. Yeah, that was a pretty popular comic run and, back in the day. But to have Batman with Damian Wayne means you already have Dick Grayson, Tim Drake. And fucking, uh, what's Red Hood? Jason Todd. Jason Todd. So you already, like, all those three characters pre-exist, which I think is great. I think it's, let 
these back characters exist to go, I used to be your protege. I used to be yeah. that. Like, some help you as your old protege. Some are against you as your old protege. I think that's great. And the current one you have is your son. I think it's good. If you can do it, it's going to be good. Yeah. And I believe in James Gunn. Where idea. it's like finding someone to play all those things. And it makes more sense than just like OG Batman finding a teenager to be like, do you want to be my best friend? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Well, He's like, are you homeless? He's like, yeah. He's like, do you want to live with me? It's like, it's a very weird concept. That, well, like, well, what least, was the Jason Todd situation? How do you, was, uh, Jason did his Todd, parents die in the circus too? No, it was okay. Dick Grayson's parents die in the circus. Yes, classic. Everyone attributes it, I think, to Two Face. Jason Todd was um, stealing the tires off of the Batmobile. Uh, okay, and Batman came up and was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He was and he's like, man, and... I'm stealing the damn tires off this motherfucker. And he was like, dude, you should come be my new Robin. Because I think Dick Grayson had just left to be Nightwing. Right. And then Jason Todd, classic, way too angry all the time. Obviously, classic uh, DC comic where the Joker beats... Jason Todd, and it was a call-in yeah. whether or not he lived or died. Right. And fun fact, he died. That's under the Red Hood, right? That's the under the Red Hood? Yeah. Uh, well, because or kill it, there kill it. was, for a long, long time, there was a rule in comics that two people that never came back were Uncle Ben and Jason Todd. Right. So for a very, very long time, since I would guess Jason Todd is probably 1990s. Yeah. Um, Jason Todd and Uncle Ben never came back alive for, I would say, 20 to 25 years. You, not including Uncle Ben, but Jason Todd comes back in the run of Batman comics where the Red Hood. Well, you have Hush, which initially brings up Jason Todd. That turns out to be Clayface, blah, 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 right, all right. this stuff. But then immediately after Hush, again, in the mid-2000s, you have Under the Red Hood beginning, which is a situation where Jason Todd gets revived in the Lazarus pits, yeah. comes back to life, and becomes like ultra vigilante and now is a huge huge part of the bat family mm -hmm. and then what the current uh rob is he still a current robin what's his name tim what tim, what's uh, his tim? Tim, Drake tim drake is now red robin oh oh the red robin costume is actually kind of sick the red robin costume is dope dude um you get but how, what's his story? Was he stealing tires too? No, Red uh, Tim Drake is the son of a single father who was, I believe, in deep maybe gambling or something. 
And Tim Drake is a phenomenal detective. One of the first people to deduce that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Right. Just on his own. Um, that's kind of like how it's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. Yeah, yeah. That's where like it, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that movie is your Tim Drake-esque person. Yeah, but his name's uh, like John or some bullshit. Yeah, it's some random dog shit thing. Because it's it's so hard movie wise, it's so insane to have like you can't have a kid protege. It's like wildly irresponsible. Yeah. But also, how do you get like a grown man to be like, You're my hero? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I'm I mean? your like, sidekick. Yeah, like right like a regular adult man's like, This is stupid. I'm my own hero. Like, am I going to be, like, by your side, you little bitch? Like, it. there's so much uh, animosity in a Batman thing. That's, like, how do you have a sidekick? Yeah. Because Batman's a dickhead. Yeah. 100%. Like, he's the... A little, a little selfish at times. He's just the meanest guy. <laughs> like, to, it, it would make sense if you had someone who was there for 10 years. How does that person last the first one year? Right. To go, oh, yeah, it, that's just him, man. He's a real asshole. I actually clean up a bunch of this stuff. Poison Ivy shit, he doesn't even show up for anymore. <laughs> so he, he's a woke go. <laughs> he's like, that's beneath me. Right. Like, does you think he has, like, a... He's like, Clayface, can you handle this, or... Right. Do I need... do? Like, he guilts you into, like, oh, there's a Mr. Freeze attack. Do I need to get ready, or can you handle this? And they're like, I, I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> you feel awkward. Of course. Um, Dude, I think this has been a yeah, truly phenomenal episode. Yeah, I got to do some chores. Ooh, you got a little no, chores out. No, it's like I want I want to keep recording, but I have uh I have to do like dishes and laundry. I know I gotta do some dishes Fucking myself. Blows, man. And then uh, I, gotta, I gotta make dinner. Spaghetti and meatballs. Ooh. Fettuccine and meatballs. Sorry. Shout out Ohio City Pasta. Shout out I'm gonna probably time. order Chipotle. That sounds good too. Um Sean, thank you always as coming yeah, dude, thank for you. coming through. And dude. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We love you guys, and I appreciate you. Talk to you later. Goodbye.